Holy Spirit will break it open to you. That as Paul says in Ephesians 1, that the eyes of our understanding will be open to these truths. Otherwise, we're just going through the motions and doing what the rest of the world does. What is different? What is different from, any, from a Christian to someone in the world? Do you sound the same? Do you think the same? Do you plan the same? Do you live the same? Or are you so completely different because you are so completely aware of the fact that you are dead, you are alive in Christ, that Christ rules everything and that you can't wait for Him to return. But in the meantime, you're going to lead everybody to Christ. Imagine that every one of the 84% of people in this country who says they are Christians do that. We will have a different nation. Why? Are you seeking the living among the dead? Is what the angel said to the woman who came to Jesus' tomb. The woman came to the tomb with an expectation. Jesus is dead. Their expectation influenced their action. Because they expected him to be dead, they brought herbs and oils. They were planning to anoint what? A dead body. They came with an expectation to find death. So they came to a tomb. The angel says to them, Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Now, they get a revelation. They remember, oh my word, that is what Jesus said. So the word of Jesus changes the way they think. They go from wanting to put herbs and oil on a dead body to going, we have to tell the others. It says they turn from the tomb to the disciples to tell them what? The good news, the gospel. He is risen. Welcome to the Love Key Church podcast, where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. What a privilege it is to, to speak with you today on Resurrection Sunday. Um, if you weren't here on Friday, we, we had a, a very special time celebrating, remembering what Jesus did on the cross for us. And today we're going to... Sp- uh, our short series for Easter, for Passover, is called Royal Sacrifice, Divine Victory. And on Friday, I spoke about who is this King of Glory. And we, we went into that, and I'm going to touch on that again in my message today. And today, our message is simply entitled, Risen King. He is the Risen King. But as I was preparing for today, I felt there's another sort of a subtitle to today's message, and that is looking for the living among the dead. Or actually the question, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Have you ever realized that it's actually kind of weird and even upsetting when someone starts a sentence with, let me be honest with you, or, okay, I'll be honest, and then something follows. The implication being that what they've been saying up until that point is not true. (laughs) You're going, so why would I believe what you say now? (laughs) Now that you're going to be honest. But I think all of us know that what they are really saying is, I'm about to be vulnerable with you. Would you agree with that? 
And uh, that's what I want to do today. I don't want to start with, I'll be honest with you. Because I want to always be honest with you about everything. But I do want to be vulnerable with you. Um, and the reason is that when you share something vulnerable, the reason you are feeling vulnerable is because there's the potential of being embarrassed or someone looking at you funny or thinking differently of you. And that's why we go, oh, okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> but today, I want to be vulnerable and just tell you that until yesterday morning, I still didn't know what I was going to preach on this morning. And that's not easy to say because I'd like, I'd like you to think that I've got everything under control all the time and I know exactly what's happening next. But it's almost like God was, um, he was keeping it back for a reason and I, and I can see that now. And yesterday morning when I woke up and started reading the account of the empty tomb of Jesus in the book of Luke, I just humbled myself before God and, and in my spirit I was saying, okay, Lord, please show me what to preach on <laughs> tomorrow. I don't, I don't want to ever bring my own ideas. I don't want to make up something just to have something. I want to bring what you share with me. And, you know, I've, you've heard the saying maybe that God is never early but never late. <laughs> or he's slow, but he's mighty slow, never late. Sorry, uh, he's mighty slow, never late. And that was, that was what it was like for me yesterday. And he, he just highlighted something from that scripture that just, it just hit my spirit being. And then I started seeing what he's trying to show me and also how this connects to what I shared on Friday. And I want to invite each and every one of you to just choose right now to be, to be open to what God wants to do, to choose to make your heart good soil. Because there's a seed that God wants to plant in our hearts today. And he wants us to take hold of it and to run with it. And a seed needs good soil so that it can have a strong root system so that it can't be pulled out or affected by other things. I don't know much about gardening, as my people close to me will know, but I do know that. <laughs> and he came and showed me how what I shared on Friday ties in so powerfully and beautifully with what I want to share today. So if you weren't here on Friday, you should feel really bad because <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> and this sermon will not make any sense. No, I'm kidding. It will. It will. So I'm going to share with you one specific thing from the tomb story. Once again, as with with what we can share, all the multitudes of small moments that make up the big passion story. There's a lot of things happening with the next day, the day that Jesus rose from the grave. There's a lot happening. And if you read all four of the Gospels, you see that here the angels sitting on the rock, here the angels inside, here the angel meets them. There's two angels, there's one angel. The, it's not about the, those specific details so much as it is about what happened. And the one thing that I feel God showed me is, is what I want to, like I did on Friday, we're going to zoom in on one moment and then we're going to expand on that. So I hope that this will mean something to you and, and really speak to your spirit. So we're going to read from Luke and then I'm going to share passages from Romans, from Ephesians and Colossians. And I want you to as you read with me, I, I want to ask you, don't just sit there and hear it. I want you to listen 
intentionally, and I want you to listen for these words. The living and the dead, life and death, baptism, spirit and flesh, remembering what Jesus said, suffering and glory. Okay? So even if you just remember two of those words, that's fine. But just as we read this, for a moment we're going to be in, a, in Bible study mode. And I want you to just go, okay, Lord, what are you saying? So we're going to, the one scripture I think I don't have on the laptop, I'm sorry, is Romans 6. But I'll read that from here. So we're going to start with Luke 24, verse 1 to 9. If you have your Bibles, you can open up there. If you want to read on the screen, you can do that. It says, now on the first day of the week... Very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid, And bowed their faces to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember, remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans 6 verse 3 to 11 because I don't think it will be on the screens. It says in Romans 6 3, Or do you not know? That as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might not be done away, might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. <laughs> it's like, do you get it? He's rose, risen from the dead. He dies no more. He can't die ever again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, as Christ is, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be Dead to sin, but alive in God. Amen? All right. Now you can read along in Romans 8. This is a long piece. All right? Are you ready? Are you ready to be students? Are you ready to focus? I can't say it better than the Word of God. 
So here we go. Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of, listen to this, sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. By what? By what we are celebrating this weekend. By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Why did Jesus die on the cross? Here we go. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, to be physically minded, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You want life? You want peace? Be spiritually minded. Because the carnal mind, the physical mind, is enmity against God. Enmity means it is at war with God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you who are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, if, I've spoken about this a lot of times, the Bible is full of ifs and thens. If you are in Christ, then. If you are not in Christ, then not. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Hallelujah. But the Spirit of life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead. What are we celebrating today? He is risen. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. That's a spiritual term. Sons of God. It includes women as well. Don't get get drawn off track. That's a spiritual term. These are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear... Who feels afraid? Who feels worried? Who feels doubtful? You have not received the spirit of fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption. By whom we cry, Abba, Father, Papa, Daddy. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If... This is so important, guys. Indeed, we 
suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. What did we speak about on Friday? If you missed it, who is this king of glory? And we saw that the fruit of the right kind of suffering, the fruit of the right kind of suffering is glory. Jesus suffered and died. And then he was glorified. The suffering preceded the glory. And now we read in Romans 8 that we will be glorified if we suffer with him. What is he talking about? You will be hated by this world if you are truly born again, Holy Spirit filled, living for Jesus. The world will hate you. The world will try to break you. The world will try to pull you back into dead things, into flesh things. And you need to stand. And when you stand, you will be bullied. You will be attacked. You will be ridiculed. You will be made, try to made, be embarrassed. But the good news is you're dead. So you can't be embarrassed. You can't be ridiculed. You can't feel bad. In Christ, you're a new creation. Okay, I have a lot more to say about that. But I'm going to finish the scriptures and then we'll get into that. Let's read Ephesians 1 from verse 15. It's a very long piece that may not seem like it has relevance till I get to the end. But it is one long sentence. So thank, thank Paul, okay, because he wrote a very long sentence with lots of commas. But if we don't read the whole sentence, we don't get the full context. So that's why I'm reading the whole sentence. Okay. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, what is he praying? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is he? He's the father of? He's the father of? The father of? Tell someone he's the father of glory. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the? Glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what, listen to this, what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. What did Jesus say? We read it on Friday. We had, he had three questions in the book of Luke. He was asked by the Pharisees, are you the Christ? Are you the Son of God? And then Pilate said, are you the King of the Jews? And what did he say? He said to the Pharisees, when he, when he answered the questions, he said, after this, hereafter, I will be raised to the right hand of power. Now we read, Christ was, uh, he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the, in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the 
Church, who should be running this world? The church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We are so far short of what God has called us to be. We serve the one who owns everything. He owns it all. What's the problem? We don't really believe it. So we just have a little Sunday service. And then the week we do what the rest of the world does. And we come back on Sunday just to tick the box. But we're not changing the world for Jesus. Because we don't have a revelation that Jesus owns everything. And that his church is the, should be the head of everything. Because he's the head of the church. Colossians 3. This is really important, guys. I hope you see the connections. It's another if, then. Colossians 3, verse 1 to 4. If then you were raised with Christ. What are we celebrating today? The resurrection. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is. What did, what did uh, Paul also say in Romans? Put your mind on things. Set it off these things and put it on Jesus. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. It's a command. He's not saying it would be really nice if you, you know, can rather think of this than... No. I don't, I don't know, Paul, but from re reading the way he writes, I think he was a pretty like, if he said it, you need... Mm. <laughs> You better, you better listen. When Christ, sorry, for you died. <laughs> He's just reminding you. If you say you are in Christ, I just want to remind you, you dead man. You died. That old thing that you used to be is dead. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Why? Because Jesus is the only way, truth, and life, the only way to the Father. So if you are in Christ, you are in the Father. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in? Glory. In what? Glory. Do you see that? Oh my word, this is huge. I was crying last night when God showed me all these scriptures about glory. I was like, why well, have I never seen this before? I'm sharing with you something so significant. And I pray, Holy Spirit, will break it open to you. That as Paul says in Ephesians 1, that the eyes of our understanding will be open to these truths. Otherwise, we're just going through the motions and doing what the rest of the world does. What is different? What is different from, any, from a Christian to someone in the world? Do you sound the same? Do you think the same? Do you plan the same? Do you live the same? Or are you so completely different because you are so completely aware of the fact that you are dead, you are alive in Christ, that Christ rules everything and that you can't wait for Him to return. But in the meantime, you're going to lead everybody to Christ. Imagine that every one of the 84% of people in this country who says they are Christians do that. We will have a different nation. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? Is what the angel said to the woman who came to Jesus' tomb. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? That is what the angel asked them. What were they expecting? 
The woman came to the tomb with an expectation. What was that? Jesus is dead. That was their expectation. Their expectation um, influenced their action. Because they expected him to be dead, they brought herbs and oils. They were planning to anoint what? A dead body. They came with an expectation to find death. So they came to a tomb. The angel says to them, why are you looking for the living among the dead? I mean, that's a double whammy. First of all, hello, there's an angel. It says they cower, they fear, they're trying to hide their faces. And the angel goes, why are you living? And then he asks a difficult question. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? It's like, ooh, that's a clue. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure they were just still overwhelmed in that moment, right? And then he says, what's so important? I'm preaching away from my notes, sorry. So, they heard Jesus say, oh, he, he, was, yeah, he was reminding them of what Jesus said. They heard Jesus say, what? That he will suffer and die. And that he will be raised on the third day. Jesus said these things. They heard the words. They were with him. They knew that he told them. But it was only words to their ears, interpreted by their minds. It did not become a deep spiritual revelation yet. It had not become the opening of the eyes of their understanding, like Paul writes in Ephesians 1. And because they did not remember his words, and because his words did not create a supernatural expectation in them, an expectation to find Jesus alive, they had a carnal expectation, a physical expectation, a fleshly expectation, limited by their own senses and understanding. Can you see that? They had a word from the Son of God, the Christ, the King of the Jews, the King of glory. He gave them a word. I will suffer. I will die. But I will rise again. They had it. And they didn't get it. Therefore, they did not believe it. Therefore, their actions were not in line with the truth. And the same goes for the disciples who were fearfully praying in a house, hoping not to get arrested. They scattered when Jesus was crucified. Peter betrayed him. The only one that was at the cross was John. And he makes sure that we know that in his book. The rest scattered. And they were afraid that the Romans will catch them and kill them. So they were Hiding away in a house. Who was outside looking for Jesus, at least? The woman. Now, they get a revelation. They remember, oh my word, that is what Jesus said. So the word of Jesus changes the way they think. They go from wanting to put herbs and oil on a dead body to going, we have to tell the others. It says, they turn from the tomb and run to the disciples to tell them what? The good news. The gospel. He is risen. And they they get there and they knock on the door and are very afraid. Peter opens the door and goes, yeah. They say, he is risen. 
Can't be possible. No, I don't believe it. None of them believe it. None of them. They were also in Jesus' presence when he said this. I will suffer. I will die. But I will be raised. That's nice, Jesus. Awesome. Please don't die. What? What he says is true. And it did happen. Now Peter has to run to see for himself because he doesn't believe the woman. In the book of John... (laughs) It says, Peter ran to the grave, but the one who Jesus loved outran him. (laughs) I love it. John always calls himself the one who Jesus loved. He outran Peter. He got to the grave first. In the book of Luke, we don't see John running. We just see Peter running. But anyway, (laughs) Luke missed John. So they, they get to the... He gets there and he checks. And in the most of the Gospels, it only sees that he saw it, that Jesus is, go- is not there. He's not in the tomb. And he was perplexed and thinking about it. But Jesus revealed himself to the women. And they were the first to share the good news. I can go into the why of that, but it's not really important right now. The women come with an expectation in line with the reality of the world around them. The first time they come to the tomb. They do not come with an expectation fueled by faith in the words of their Redeemer. And that is why the angels say to them, why are you seeking the living among the dead? And then he prompts them to remember. And when they remember, the expectation changes and that changes their action. I believe this whole scene should come to life before us today as a, in a whole new way. Yes, absolutely, we need to remember that Jesus died. He he, he conquered death. He conquered sin and he was risen. Absolutely. But we also need to go, what do I need to learn from this? And the why of why he died is locked up in this. He didn't just die so we can live like the world. He didn't die so that we can just go to church, sit for an hour and go home and do what we want. That's not why he died. Church is not a building. Church is not just this meeting. It is the whole body of Christ spreading the flavor of heaven in this world. We also need to look at why he did this. And I want you to notice again these words that I said earlier. Remembering what Jesus said. The living and the dead, life and death, baptism, spirit and flesh, suffering and glory. We see these words in these scriptures over and over and over again. When we read all these scriptures and we see why Jesus died and why he was raised, we see what we have access to when we choose to give our lives to Jesus. God shows us through his son, we have access to being called children of God, but only through his son in no other way. What does that mean through his son? It means that you choose to die to self so that Jesus can come alive in you. Because he wants all of you. He is either Lord of all or not Lord at all in your life. He is Lord, but in your life, if you don't make him Lord, he's not Lord at all. 
When we become born again, our sinful nature, our flesh, our old man dies. We read about life and death the whole time here. And that's why we get baptized with water after conversion. Because it symbolizes the death of our sinful nature with Jesus and the resurrected new life we have in Christ. That is why we get baptized after conversion, after having the revelation of who I am in Jesus. And we see in Romans how Paul is trying to help his readers understand this and that it is a finished work that Christ has done. He has defeated death. Death is defeated. It's done. You don't have to fear death. People were very afraid of death back then, pretty much the same way they are now. He has overcome sin. It has no longer power over us, dominion or influence over him. And therefore, sorry, he, he overcame sin so that it no longer has any power or dominion over him. So that in him, we don't have to sin. The Bible says in, in Romans 5 as well, we have no obligation to sin if we are in Christ Jesus. He is saying to them, do not go back to your dead old self. Do not go looking for life among dead things. Don't we do that sometimes? I call them old man hiccups. When the old man tries to get up again. They're like, nah, can't do it. You died. I need, you need to remind your flesh sometimes. No, 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 you're dead. You can't do this. You died. We, we cannot, and, and then we try to find what we think has meaning, what we think is important. We, we want to make life decisions based on the logic of the world based on the advice of only a medical doctor, of only a psychologist. And we think they know better than Jesus. We think they know better than the Word of God. So we're looking for life among dead things. Should we go to the doctor? In certain circumstances, absolutely yes. But if you make the medical fraternity your God or the pharmaceutical companies your God and you go to them for all your help, then there's a problem. You're looking for live, living things among the dead. Why dead? They don't know Jesus. Maybe you find a doctor that loves Jesus. Great. Then you can pray together and get great medical advice. Absolutely. But I'm speaking in general terms. They are not geared to bring the kingdom of God. They're geared to make money. Okay, That's just an example. But we need to be in the place where it's Jesus first where His words are the most important thing. Amen? If we hear His voice, read His word or get a word from Him, and we do not let it become revelation knowledge with spiritual understanding that drives our actions, we will be like the women who had an expectation to see death, but what they were looking for was alive and not there. It is like having, it's like having an accurate GPS telling you exactly where to go, but you decide you know better. I will get there. The GPS is wrong. Any, any wives that have that with their husbands? If Jesus has spoken, it needs to become revelation knowledge so that we will follow that. Men and women of God, sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus took the sin of the world upon himself and paid the full penalty required by the Father for man's sinful nature. He died. But on the third day, he rose from the dead, having defeated death, having overcome sin and the devil. 
And now the Holy Word of God tells us that in this Jesus, through His death and resurrection, we too can overcome death and sin and the devil and step into everlasting life. We can have life and life in abundance in Jesus. Why would we look for what we think is life or living or worth living for among dead things, among rubble, among the, our old self or in the world? I want to feel good, so I'm going to go party. I want to do this, so I'm going to do that. And we are trying to find life. We're trying to find meaning. We're trying to find some kind of sense of life away from the source of all life. And we're trying to figure it out. And, and sometimes when we, seek, when we are seeking life among the living, for example, if I'm looking for the truth of God's word for me among Christian believers, and they share the truth of the word, and I don't like that truth, then I turn my back on that and I go look for someone who will say what I want them to say, who will say what I want to hear. Then you are also looking for the living among the dead. The truth of God's word will set you free, but it will challenge your flesh. It will challenge your sinful nature. But remember, in Christ you have died. And you've been re resurrected as a new creation in Him. Live from that place. The Bible says you are in this world, but you are not from this world. Live like the citizen of heaven that you are. Amen. Jesus died and rose again so that we can live lives of eternal significance with Him and for Him and for others. Let us not seek the living among the dead, but let us remember the words of Jesus, realign our expectation with what is possible, and therefore change our daily actions. That is what God is calling us to do. And I want you, once again, just as a final thought, remember we spoke about who is this King of glory. How did he attain glory? Through his suffering and his resurrection, there was glory. And he says that glory is available to each and every son and daughter of God who is in Christ. Remember, if you are in Christ, then. So that's very important. We're going to take a moment and reflect and respond to these words, to these scriptures. We want to sing... The reflection today will be with a song of worship. Do we have communion? Okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll pray together. So I want to ask that we take a moment. We're going to sing one more song that we want to share with you. And as we sing this song, I want you to take a moment and just think, where, where are you at? in terms of how you think of God, how you think of yourself, how you see yourself. And are you perhaps looking for what you think is life among the dead? Are you looking for a Jesus who is not resurrected? Are you looking for life, but in the wrong place? And ask God today, help me to remember your words so I can realign my expectations. And I can live the way you want me to live. Amen. Let us stand together. And let us take a moment where we just thank Jesus for what he has done. Amen.
you're here this morning and you feel a strong tug on your heart from the Holy Spirit, maybe you realize, man, I haven't done the if. I haven't, I can't say that I've done the if. If you are born again. If that's you today and you feel, man, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus with all that I am. Please put up your hand. Please put up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone online, let us know as well. I want you to pray this with me. Those who put up their hands for this prayer, would you please come to the front? May please come to the front here. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's no reason to be embarrassed or ashamed. We just want to pray with you. All right. Let's pray this all together. Lord Jesus, today I choose to lay myself down, to completely surrender, to die to self. Today I choose to come alive in you. I accept that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I accept that sin leads to death. But you, Jesus, lead to life and life eternal. I choose to follow you. I choose to give you my life. I choose to listen to your words, to remember them, and to always live by them. Thank you, Jesus for the blood applied. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just take one last moment here together and say thank you. Help us, Lord, to live from the full truth of who you are and what you did. We repent of the times that we try to do things based on what the world does or how they think they cannot even come close to your word your truth and your way and we choose Lord humbly we choose to not look for the living among the dead but to look to you the author and the finisher of our faith the one who holds all things in his hands Thank you that we can be called sons and daughters of the living God. Thank you that we know that we have life and life in abundance and life and life eternal. We thank you for that. We praise you. We worship you. Lord, I pray that you bless everyone that is here and as they leave that you will keep them safe. I pray that you bless every marriage, bless every family, bless every child represented here. Bless those online that are listening right now. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll minister to them, but only you can bring freedom and breakthrough and healing. 
And we thank you, Lord, that you keep us all safe and bring us all safely back together next week. Help us this week to live, this week and the rest of our lives, to live from your words, to seek the living among the living, to live the life you've called us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Please stay behind for some coffee and fellowship. Have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you for coming. We love you. God loves you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church podcast, Message of the Week. I trust that you had a life-changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life. And may you be inspired to share this with others. Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or you can catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. God bless you. Bye-bye.